Today on Cinema Oblivia, the touching story about a man and his thousands and thousands of venomous snakes. It's a family film. It's not a family film. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cinema Oblivio, your podcast for films that are out of style, out of date, out of time, or in this case, about snakes. Um, I am your host, for as usual, James Eldred, and who is back again? Oh, me, Madeline. Yes. <laughs> Every time. Every I wasn't time. sure who it was. I'm like, who's it going to be? <laughs> you, Madeline. You said, this, is your, this is your fourth appearance? Um... Shit, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah, because Sorcerer, Running yeah, Scared, yeah. Um, um, and then alligator. we did Alligator. So yeah, this is my four. I'm a regular now. Yes, and every time you do that. <laughs> every time I'm confused when you, when you I think ask I've, who I am. <laughs> I think I've edited it out a few times, but I'm going to leave it in this time. So no, you know. have to leave it in. <laughs> okay. I mean, well. I think that says something about my psyche. <laughs> yeah, we're a mess right now. Um, before we get into the movie today... And I hate to be a buzzkill. And as I was telling Madeline earlier, like, I, you know, if you're the kind of person who kind of goes to stuff like my podcast for escapism, I apologize to get real for a bit. But um, if you've been paying attention in America, it sucks. Um, yep. It sucked for a while. But with the recent, uh, not with the recent, uh, I guess, like, leak. Is that what it? Because it's still not a thistle, right? It's still just a leak. It, yeah, and, it's yeah. still it's still yes. something that was just voted on. But I don't. We don't have to go into too much detail. Yeah, yeah, Although yeah. I will say, as a person, mm-hmm. as a human with the ability to get pregnant, mm-hmm. this is something that I am very uh, passionate about right now. So, as yeah. a as a human that is not a vapid piece of shit, this is something oh. that I'm very passionate about. So, abortion rights in America are under attack, and you know, there's not much. Let's be honest. There's not really much we can do other th- that's legal. Um, and <laughs> the things, <laughs> the things that I would want to do, people to do, I can't advocate on a public forum because I'll be arrested. Um, but if you do it, good for you. Yeah, I, you, let's just okay. Yeah, sure. If you find some snakes, anyway. Well, yeah, if, yeah, if you have a nice collection of snakes. <laughs> if you have a nice collection of snakes and a pit, and you're not slash. Um, <laughs> and and there's and you're deranged. <laughs> and you're deranged. I'm not condoning it, but I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna. I'm not. You know. Anyway, before I get arrested, um, I have to fly to America later this year. So let's not get me on any lists, please. Oh boy. Um, yes. But, uh, I, there's a lot of ways you can help. I think. And there's been, I think the the biggest fund I found, the biggest like, if you want to donate, there's the National Network of Abortion Funds, which I think is a pretty decent organization, from what I can tell. Uh, you know, it's hard. Maybe maybe five months ago they tweeted something bad. I don't know, but they have a good uh, network on their website where you can donate nationally or donate by state. So if that's something that you think is important please do that. And if 
you are the kind of person who has seen the news recently and you're like, great, Noah Borson. Well, don't listen, don't, don't listen to my podcast, unfollow me on Twitter, and fuck off. Yeah. There you go. Um, sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> but, but luckily no you know i only have i got like a hundred fans if i lose one of them i'll notice but fuck it i don't <laughs> i really don't give a flying fuck uh yeah. fuck all y'all anyway <laughs> um you got anything to add to that or, or do you are you are, are we good there uh just amen that's all amen. i got <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> amen all right. to that yeah. all right well enough about the terrifying reality of the 21st century let's talk about snakes uh madeline you mm-hmm. the last time we talked we talked about alligators so thematic. Yes. we're doing good we're doing i didn't even plan that um but you mentioned to me this movie which yes. is Fangs, aka Holy Wednesday, aka Snakes, aka what's that last title? Snake Lust. Snake Lust. Yeah, My that's the sexy name. one. Yeah. <laughs> you won't get this joke, but it sounds like a Hawkwind song. But anyway, um, just trust me on that. Um, I believe you. Yeah. Uh, but so this is all on you. And um, before we even get going too much, this movie's a little hard to find. Dark Forces put out a Blu-ray, but it's limited to 200 copies, and I bought one of them, so they're down at least one. Um, I'm going to buy one later today. There you go, 198 may be left. Uh, so if you really, really, really want to see this movie and own it, that's the only way. It is streaming on Shudder. I don't think it's anywhere else as of this, as of this recording. I can uh, confirm that it is not because the first time I saw this movie mm-hmm. was, I believe, a 35 millimeter print from the 70s in oh um, yeah. an Alamo draft house in San Francisco. And that print ripped and went on fire multiple <laughs> times throughout the screening. <laughs> the ending uh, was cut short. Oh, uh, no. I, be- I believe like the last line gets said and the print just ripped in half. And I laughed, I think harder than I've ever laughed <laughs> in my life. Um, just at the, you know, abrupt ending to uh, Snakey's story. But, uh, but yeah, that print was a disaster. It yeah. was so uh, faded and, you know, scratched all over. Um, and so getting to see this movie again uh, in this beautiful transfer that they've got on Shudder, because I've been looking for it for years. Uh, the so only what, thing when, I could find was like, this probably would have been 2017. Okay, so not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah, not too long ago. So okay. it was at Alamo Draft House in 2017, and I looked for it for a long time. I was able to find a bootleg at one point, um, but then I had recommended it to you. Yes. And I had recommended it to another friend also. I don't remember if it was you or him, but within two days of me recommending it, it went up on Shutter. Good job. So I'm like, Shutter has me bugged. It is, yeah. They are listening to me. <laughs> they are. Okay. are there any other obscure or hard to find films that you think Shutter should have on this service you might now you want to you want to name drop maybe oh god uh let me think on it let me okay, think on apparently it they're listening you. apparently they're listening so <laughs> i'll have um, some announcements later <laughs> all right good good yeah so yeah i had never heard of this movie before you mentioned it and then i watched it and i was just completely blown away by <laughs> literally every single thing about it so madeline uh, so we're gonna so everyone listening eventually we're gonna spoil stuff 
Um, yeah. So if you really want to go in fresh, Shutter's cheap. <laughs> uh, I, I think that this is a movie that watching it, knowing nothing, uh-huh. it's going to be a jaw drop nonstop. Yeah, but if yeah. you even listen to us talk about it and then go watch it, it will be equally entertaining, just not as shocking. Yeah, so if the, you want the shock, yeah. just go watch it now and then come back and listen to this. Yeah, because presentation is also really good. So even if you know about, even if yeah. you know something going in, you're still going to be surprised by like how they portray it. Um, yes, <laughs> but Madeline, really give what's the what's the the back of the box for Fangs? How would you just, how would you summarize? Uh, you know, without spoilers, what is Fangs about? Snakey Bender is <laughs> a old man living in a rural uh, kind of Midwest looking deserty town. Mm-hmm. And he uh, hunts, he catches snakes for a living and then shows them to little boys. And <laughs> yeah, on, I mean, his free, yeah. on his free time, all he wants to do is uh, jam out with his bro to uh john philip Sousa music yeah and then one day things go wrong for him and multiple things go wrong for him snakey's comfortable life in his little town with his snakes and his big band music it all gets turned upside down and snakey becomes a villain yes (laughs) that's that's the back of the box (laughs) or or maybe a hero I guess it depends on, on yeah. your your point of view. I, I mean, I guess he's anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, and also he's my not, hero. Yeah. <laughs> is that what the Foo Fighters song is about? Um, <laughs> it's about Snicky Bender. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking name! Like, <laughs> his snakes. Um, oh, not to be a pedantic asshole, but it's not big band. Isn't this band music? Not big band. It's music. just. It's not. Bi- What's a big band then? A big band is like. Um, like one, like like I guess like swing. Oh, so like the Brian Seltzer Orchestra. Is well, that what they're big called? Band revi- <laughs> that's big band revival. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yes, yes. okay. So yes, it's I'm not sorry. big band, but no, it's it's it's, it's band. big, but it's band music. <laughs> fair enough. Fair I'm, enough. It's a genre. I'm not that. I'm not that well versed in neither band. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I am, I am a ridiculous music geek, but I, I am not. Uh, I'm not rocking out you're, to that shit. No. Yeah, you're not uh, a John Philip Sousa um, fanatic. No, it's not really my thing. Like yeah. I am, um, you know, I got, I, I, I'm into enough esoteric bullshit music. I don't need <laughs> that. I, I mean, like, I, I bought, I, I have not to go back to Hawkwind, but I own sixty Hawkwind albums now. Um, what, what genre is Hawkwind? Awesome. Hawkwind is. <laughs> Um, Hawk, not God. I talk about Hawkwind too fucking much. Hawkwind is space <laughs> rock. Um, okay, because I, I was guessing hair metal just from no, like the name. No, but no, space it, uh, rock it, sounds way cooler. It's Lemmy's first band. Oh shit! Lemmy, then they're probably Lemmy wasn't they're probably rad. Motorhead is a Hawkwind song. There's a song called Motorhead, and that's so they're kind of like a, a weird intersection of prog and punk. Enough about Hawkwind. Mm-hmm. Snakes <laughs> are great, and. Yeah, so you, I found this movie because of you, and I watched it, and it's incredible. And mm-hmm. the one downside to it, though, is that it is very obscure, and yes. um, it's very hard to find a lot of information on this film. There is no wiki for it. The IMDb page is decent, but 
it's very hard to find anything about it, and it's really hard to find anything on the the, the director screenwriter because his name is Art Names. <laughs> <laughs> I when I googled his name at first, yeah. it gave me like the definition of Arthur. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I, it was I could not find any information on him. Um, so I would say, even though we couldn't find much much history on the movie or the people behind the movie, there's so much to talk about in this, and I think yeah. we can make some some assumptions about the talent. Well, <laughs> so. well, we, I can talk a little bit about some of the people. So I want let's let's start, start with the crew. So yeah, Art Names Arthur A Names, I think, is what he goes by here. He started <laughs> as an assistant to Ted V. Milkus, and Milkus nice. did a, the Corpse Grinders and a few yeah, other. Like, yeah, He's pretty well known for bad B movies, right? And um, this guy co-wrote uh, Art Names, co-wrote Girl in the Gold Boot, which was on Mystery Science Theater. And a movie called Black Klansman. And he also produced two other movies. One is called Psychedelic Sexualis in, from 1966. And the other one is called Movie Star American Style or LSD I Hate You. It's <laughs> a really good title. <laughs> a really good title. Uh, he was an assistant director on Lamora, which I, I've heard good things about, but I've never seen it. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it, but, but I, I'd like he, to. He really moved on as a sound guy, like a sound mixer. And he kind of started with B-movies. And Well, he's always in B-movies, but like he did The Great Smoky Roadblock, which is like obviously a Smoky and a Bandit ripoff. He did Hots, which is the, I think, topless female football team movie um, that was on HBO a lot in the, in the 80s. I, my aunt's roommate is in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my aunt's roommate is in that movie and the Kentucky Fried Kentucky Fried movie. Oh, I've uh, seen that one. See, yeah, see, <laughs> that's that's by that murderer, right? <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, yeah, yes. Let's 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 keep on murder to snakes. Um, but he also did audio for Alligator. That's crazy. Which is when fucking, you when you yeah. messaged me that, I was like, what? And, because yeah. Yeah, I think I recommended Fangs to you because we were we were talking about creature features. We had just yeah. watched Alligator, and I'm like, there's a snake one that I am obsessed with. You gotta watch it. Um, so it's so crazy that there is a, a connection there. And you recommended two movies to me. So like we already said the next time you're on this podcast, you'll be talking about Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Um yep. which also is on Shutter. Fucking watch that shit. That fuck, yeah, yeah. watch that shit. And absolutely wild that he, he did the, on he all did the audio. On, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> strange. And he also did audio for Savage Streets, The Hills Have Eyes Part Two, and The Hitcher. So I gotta say, I love Savage Streets. Savage Streets is is the movie where I'm always like, I hate rape revenge films, but I <laughs> I love Savage Streets. Yeah, I was gonna I, say, I thought you hated those <laughs> movies. Yeah. I, I have the soundtrack on vinyl. <laughs> what makes that one stand out? I don't know. I guess it's just <laughs> the, the cast is so good and it's yeah. so like junky 80s. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I, I don't that's, know. That's Linda, that's Linda Blair, right? Is it I Linda love Blair Linda Blair. It is okay, in fact yeah, Linda Blair. Yeah. So it's, it's the girl from The Exorcist, but now she's getting revenge for her sister and uh, just like killing guys on the street and it on a, rules on a, on a scale of one to uh miss 45 how gross is it how 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 hard is it to watch because i do like i like a good revenge movie but some as i get older the the rate part of that gets a little harder it's to, to more tolerate. the situation uh, okay. than 
because the the daughter the daughter oh my god the sister is Linnea Quigley oh and it's a very young Linnea Quigley oh <laughs> and she's playing um I believe a, a a deaf and dumb girl oh exactly so it's more <laughs> situational but though but it's also it's it's so it's done in such a junky silly way that like okay yeah it's more just like eye-rolly than it is upsetting i think okay. but okay. yeah like, yeah I, it's that stuff doesn't bother me too much i totally get why it would bother somebody else um exactly like, yeah, yeah i mean obviously yeah. obviously yeah yeah like but, i normally get more upset by the depiction of things yeah i mean of course like what a horrible situation but it's also like ridiculous and fake so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah like i told yeah. you you need to find i need to send you a copy of rolling vengeance which is the rape revenge movie with, with a monster truck i um, would like to watch that yes yes it's a yeah. good movie but anyway uh so yeah it, like it's really hard to find anything on this guy really outside of his imdb because like i said his name's Art, mate, art names. But a few other people worked on this. There's a, uh, the co-writers of John T. Wilson. John T. Wilson also co-wrote Girl in the Gold Boots and Black Klansman. There is another producer named Ray Nandau who directed The Beast and the Vixens, which is, a, which is the softcore Bigfoot movie. <laughs> which, and then there's the hardcore the, Bigfoot movie. Well, the there geek. is... <laughs> Wait, really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Oh no. I don't wanna oh, why do I know these things? <laughs> I'm glad somebody else knows this bullshit. Um I do know the hardcore Beauty of the Beast movie, The Beast. Um Oh, yep, yep. I know yeah. that one as well. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like an art film though. I mean like yeah, sure, sure. Polish okay. art film or something? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's an art film, but it still has a, a beast cum shot, so whatever. We'll do an episode uh, on that in the future. No, we will not. No, we will not. <laughs> Uh, but Ray Nandau was also an uncredited extra in 113 episodes of Hill Street Blues. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so random. Um, the third producer's the most interesting that I well has the most interesting story. The guy named Charles Verhalen, not Van Halen, no relation. Um, <laughs> and he's kind of like he he's only credited for two films: this and the English language version of the Japanese Heidi movie. Um, but he's owned or worked with various production companies going back to the fifties. I found a movie he made in the fifties called Hired Guns, with with a with a, I think John Carradine. Um, but in the nineties, an independent filmmaker accused him of stealing the movie and sued him and won. Whoa! Which, if you know anything about those kind of lawsuits in Hollywood, super rare for the. For the yeah. victim to actually win the lawsuit. So, do you know I, what movie it was? It's called The Gift. I have never heard of it. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Or, the, or something like that. It's not the one. It's not the Katie Holmes gift. No. Um, yes. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I am imagining he is no longer with us. I, I, you know, this was he was in bad health in the 90s, apparently, you know, and this he, he, he I think, is in his, in his 80s then. So, no, he's not, you know. And so I don't want to besmirch the dead too much, but that's that's mm-hmm. kind of a weird story that I read. Um, and then like a lot of people on this movie went on to do shit. Like the cinematographer was this guy named George E. Mather. He did special effects on Star Wars. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm just that's it's I'm just it's blowing my mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird because the movie is oddly professional yeah 
just seems kind of low budget, but keep keep going, keep going. We'll, we'll yeah, get into well, it. Yeah, well, he he did that and Poltergeist two, and this is not his worst movie because he, he did Solar, Solar Babies. Oh which is, boy! Ooh, that's a garbage piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a production production manager on Big Trouble in China. The cameraman was a cinematographer. Richard Holden, Richard Walden was the cam- was a cinematographer on Dream On. The mm-hmm. <laughs> The HBO TV show, and he's he did cameras for like Lethal Weapon and Colors <laughs> and War Games and yeah. China Beach TV show, Footloose, Xanadu, like made you know steady work there. The I feel this is the only movie ever where he really should mention the Snake Handler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Snake Handler plays a huge role in this film. <laughs> yes, Jim Donaldson. He did he did work on Hills Have Eyes and Damnation Alley, which is the most interesting, boring movie you'll ever see. Um, and he has a special thanks on that Hellstorm Chronicle documentary about insects that keep taking over the world, which I recommend. Um, so yeah, big stat behind the scenes. And the composer, one of the composers, is uh, and this blew my mind as a music geek is Susan Ciani, who is like maybe like behind. Uh, Wendy Carlos and um, other there's, a, there's, a, there's another big synth pioneer whose name is Dick Hyman. I'm not joking. It's um, a great name. It's yeah, Dick Hyman. Uh, and she's almost as influential as them in more of the avant-garde experimental scene because she used uh, a synth called a bukla, which a bukla. is bukla, which is Whoa. like the west. So there's like so like there's an e- okay. I'm like, let me let me let me hold up my glasses. So <clears throat> there's an East Coast and West Coast difference in early synth sounds, and uh-huh. uh, she is very West Coast because it was mm-hmm. more experimental and strange, and the, the East Coast was more like um, synth pop and shit. Um, yep, all great stuff. But she's only did a few films. She did this, The Incredible Shrinking Woman, which is a great movie. Um, a movie I've never heard of called Late Bloomers, and she did some electronic cues for the Stepford Wives. Um, but she's done like hundreds of commercials. She has a few albums, very avant-garde, very bizarre, but very influential in, in electronic music. So uh, <laughs> if 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 that's the kind of thing that interests any any of y'all out there, check her out. I like the music in this movie, like the electronic stuff. You know, um, it's great. Yeah, <clears throat> very atonal and weird. But yeah, yeah strange. I mean, it's that yeah. and and band music um, is pretty much the whole score to the <laughs> point at which uh, yeah. John Philip Sousa is credited for the music in the opening of the film. Well, I think he should be because, you know, yeah, it, uh, I, it just it made me laugh to see like music by as if he like showed up and did the music, <laughs> although he is long dead by the time this movie was made. <laughs> yeah. John Philip Sousa, for those who may not know, uh, what is the name of that of that piece? Uh, Stars and Stripes Forever. Oh yeah, I, yes. I, I, yes, yes, sure. He dun, says it dun, at some dun, point dun, in the movie. Yeah. Which I always think of as a theme song to the Berenstein Bears cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was. Um, <laughs> because I don't. Because my brain is broken. But yeah. <laughs> Camera, not as stacked, but interesting. 
I would say. Would you agree? Like some of the people. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's a small cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think there's roughly like seven people, and all most of them, them die. Get, yeah, most of them die, and all of them kind of get featured in a mm-hmm. way where they get to kind of work in front of the yeah. camera. Like no one just sort of walks through. Yeah. Um, I guess there's some kids, but who cares yeah. about them? They're children. <laughs> yeah, fuck those um, yeah, children. Yeah. <laughs> but playing Snakey Bender is Les Tremaine. Now, have had you heard of him before this movie? I believe I had. Yeah. And yeah. He's he was a radio like superstar. Mm-hmm. Um like I guess like second to only Bing Crosby at 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 the peak of radio. Like he was on every radio show. And in film he did mostly voice work or m- scenes that required a good voice. He's the auctioneer in North North by Northwest. Um which is a great scene in that movie and he is in War of the Worlds. He's in a few of the films, but he's in a, he was a voice actor into the early 90s. Mm-hmm. He passed away in 2003. Yeah. He's kind ni- of the big name in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, he's cuz he was a big yeah. he was a huge deal in the 1940s. <laughs> and and quite honestly, his performance is too good. Yeah. It, like, it's like a real actor is playing <laughs> Snakey Bender, the most ridiculous joke of a role. <laughs> yeah, and, and to the point where, like, when I saw footage and of him and other things, I'm like, that's not the same guy. That's not the same because, like, he's he, really he, good. He owns the role so well, and he's just so <laughs> so intense with it. But like, you if you haven't seen uh, Mr. Snakey, Mr. Bender, uh, Tremaine, you've heard his voice. He mm-hmm. was in the Pirates of Darkwater. He was a he was a, a voice actor for the Kid and Play cartoon. He was in <laughs> uh what else? The Smurfs. Some of the Scooby Doo stuff. Shazam TV show, like uh, the Phantom Toll Booth. Like a million different old animation things. I watched like, the Phantom Toll Booth a million times as a kid. I've I never seen that. that. I don't know the box. It's 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 like legitimately really cool. Okay, Um, but I mean it's for children. But well, I mean you know, yeah, it's still worth watching. (laughs) A lot a lot of good stuff, uh, you know. Also for children, snakes. No, um, (laughs) I mean easier for the snakes to eat. Anyway, uh, (laughs) and then a a a pretty big supporting cast. I don't. I mean, I I took notes on all of them, but I don't feel like all of them are really worth mentioning. Like (laughs) somebody in here, like a lot a lot of TV actors. And a lot yes. of bit part actors, but playing the role of Sis Palmer yes. is Alice Nunn, aka Large Marge. Oh man, and she's in, she's crazy in this movie. Uh, she is. I I believe that the role was written for a sleazy guy. I believe the role was written for her because I, in my mind, now again, yeah. I don't know anything about any anybody in this movie. In my mind, they wrote this role for her because I think Alice Nunn was a lesbian, mm-hmm. and the character is a lesbian. And I think yeah. they might have written the it almost, almost lesbian. Oh, the sleaziest <laughs> butch lesbian ever. And I yeah. almost feel like they wrote it for her, maybe because they were friends with her and they wanted and, yeah. and they, they thought they and she both thought it was funny mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for her to play this psychotic butch lesbian. Um, yeah. I have seen, okay, I'm going to be honest. Don't hate me. 
I have never seen the entirety of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I mean, that's fine. It's, okay. you know, it, it's great. But I also never fault anyone for not watching something. Okay. But, so, so <laughs> don't worry about I it. I have seen <laughs> Alice Nunn now in four films. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've, I've seen this. I've seen, she's in Mommy Dearest. She's the mm-hmm. nun. I've seen Mommy Dearest, yes. yeah. I'm not mad at you, Helga. I'm mad at the dirt. That she's, she's Helga. <laughs> uh, she is in the James Brolin skateboarding film Thrashing. And oh wow! She, yeah, which is a, which is a shockingly good film. I um, should watch that. I it's love fun. Skateboards. It's really and it's the best eighty shit. Um, uh-huh. And she's in Three O'clock High, which is a really good um, like subpar, but I enjoy it. Eighties like high school comedy about a kid played by Casey Semesco, mm-hmm. who is going to get beat up. At three, like it's a spoof of Twelve O'clock High in a high school, yeah. Um, with a with a bully, and um, that's a great movie. Scores by Tangerine Dream, um, which is you know my jam, and yeah. uh, it's a fun little B movie that I think is on Amazon. You should you should check that one out. But yeah, she is. I think next to um, Tre- Tre- uh, Les Tremaine, she is a standout actor here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Although everyone's good. Yes. But again, it's like there's only a handful of roles. So we've yeah. got Snakey Bender. Mm-hmm. We've got his best friend. Oh. Who, who is he a sheriff or something? Like, what? what's his deal? No. Um, I don't we don't really get to deal. know his deal, you don't do don't really we? get to know his deal because things go bad for him really quick. He's just his yeah. friend. I don't think he's a sheriff. I just think he likes bolo ties. <laughs> Yeah, that might be why I thought that. I mean, then there's his new wife. Yeah. There's a school teacher. There is um, Sis Palmer, who is is Large Marge, and Uh her brother, and the two of them are shopkeepers. Yes. And then uh, there's someone who hates him at the beginning. But, like, that's the whole cast. Yeah. There's really, there's there's not more people than that. Yeah, it's a very, very small cast. Yeah, it's lean. It's it's pretty much people who either were friends with Snakey who then are not, or his antagonists. Yes. So, um, we'll, one more thing, really quick, I guess, before we start start this going in deep in the film is, again, very hard, very 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 difficult to <laughs> to research this movie. Yeah. I found one newspaper clipping about this film. Oh wow! Um, from the San Bernardino County Sun. The okay. film's title was originally Holy Wednesday. That was the first title. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was not filmed in Texas. It was filmed in Beaumont, California. Okay. Um, it's set in Texas. And Art All Names right. Art Names has a they, 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 they were premiering the film there. And here's Art Names on the film. End quote. Les plays sort of a hermit type character who raises snakes and can't quite cope with society. The story takes place in a West Texas town where everyone goes to town on Saturday. Since Snakey Bender can't handle that kind of thing, he does his shopping on Wednesday. What everyone else does on Saturday, Snakey does on Wednesday. And that's how he describes the film. And (laughs) then he said, he said, the film has, quote, a strong motif of humor. So I think art made it, art was making a comedy. I mean, he was making a comedy that is for uh, people with weird brains, though. (laughs) 
Yeah, so us. Which is great. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. this is definitely not a movie that people who, you know, think a regular comedy is funny <laughs> would, would laugh at. They would be baffled by this. I mean, I so like this regular is... comedies too. But, I know, but like, yeah. but we got weird brain. So <laughs> <laughs> we got we we got that weird brain. This yeah, is you're right. weird brain. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Sigh. Um, but yeah, we'll, so like the movie came out, and it, it it's it's a grindhouse movie, so it played in theaters forever under <laughs> different names. Yep. Um, I think the print I saw actually had the title "Snakes." Okay. The the although one on- they s- yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, they say the title, Holy Wednesday, right yeah. at the beginning of the movie, yeah. which made me laugh really hard watching it this time. I feel like Holy Wednesday is a great title, but the least evocative what the film is actually about. I saw mm-hmm. a great newspaper ad under the name Holy Wednesday that has like a silhouette of a guy standing on a cliff with a car flying off of it, and <laughs> because we'll get there, and a woman moaning, but there's no reference to snakes. Like no I mean, references. It does the movie does have a weird, like weird religious themes? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, very. Yeah, a little bit. Yes. I mean, yeah, the snake's name is Lucifer. Oh, yeah, um, the, the the snake. Yeah, and they. I mean, everybody talks about it being like Holy Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm trying to think because I was like noting things as I was watching it. I'm like, why is is this have like a strange religion thing going on? Like people talk about God quite a bit, um, and the uh, auctioneer in the beginning. Yeah. The, when I was watching it before, I realized that they were you know at an auction. Um, it just sounded like praying happening in the background. <laughs> So like I don't know if I'm projecting because I've been watching a lot of movies dealing with religion recently. <laughs> Why? But uh, well, like Benedetta. <laughs> like, oh, not, is that is not... that good? Is that good? Oh, it's fantastic. Okay, okay. Um, right. yeah, but like, yeah. So so movies that are you know dealing with religion, but are definitely like our kind of movies. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. But I was noticing religious themes, and I don't know. There's like I really think this movie's very smart. Yeah, I think, I think they, so too. I think everything is intentional, and they know exactly what they're doing, and they're clearly making a product that will do well in grindhouse theaters. Yeah, but it's it's very uh, like well made and intentional. Yeah, and I I think you know we should get into that because like I said, there's not much else to say about the making of it. If anybody out there knows anything else about the people who made this movie, yo, call us. Yeah. Call us one eight hundred Cinema Oblivia. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> please let me know. It was all I could like. I just found the occasional newspaper ad, but it was released under so many different names. It's hard to find information. I could not find a single contemporaneous review, not one. And I know mm-hmm. somebody had to review it, but I couldn't find anything. I know this movie played in the theaters well into sixty six, well into seventy six, seventy seven. It was re released with taglines to play off jaws like <laughs> it, it it kept going for a while but i think we should just straight up go into do our deep dive in this movie now oh yeah and again it. spoilers abound watch this movie this will be my least popular episode <laughs> because people are gonna have to watch it first and have to get shuttered
So, Madeline, tell mm-hmm. us about how does Snakey make a living? So, Snakey makes a living by going out into the desert and catching snakes. And then... And selling them to universities. Sells them to schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and shows them off to little boys. <laughs> well, the little boys bring him the... F- bringing him the mice and stuff oh yeah they the little boys give him the mice so that the snakes can eat and that is how he keeps his snakes fed yes that, that, that but seems he's to also be, yeah. got a huge collection that he just keeps for himself like he's a real well, snake you know. dude he's like he's like yeah. he's like he's like me like, like i sell records for my part time but i also have my own record collection you know mm-hmm. so you know yeah. you gotta you know both yeah and, and also by the way i love snakes i used to have a snake mm, me too so yeah so this movie really spoke to me well, what kind of <laughs> what kind of snake did you have Oh, I it's just a ball python, but her name oh. was Frances, um, n- named after Frances Dolleride, and <laughs> she was a fire spider morph. <laughs> so. Okay, I had a little gar- garden snake um, mm-hmm. that I named Slither, <laughs> yeah, because I was nine. And, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, no, I was like thirty. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I okay. have my snake. So. Okay. No, I only had animals that had no pet dando because my brother was allergic. So I had a snake. Mm-hmm. I had fish. My fish committed suicide. Um, oh no! Yes, he he jumped out of the tank. That's and, what they do. Yeah, yeah. and Wilbur. I love reptiles. Like I, I had a lizard for a long time too. Um, I had so a turtle. Yeah, like I don't find reptiles scary. I don't find snakes scary, especially. I find um, wild snakes scary. Well, only because if you're in an area where you don't know if they're point venomous. Yeah. You know, okay. Then, okay. That, yeah, that then, is fair. Yeah. 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 You got to be safe around potentially potentially poisonous animals. Yes. But but like just seeing a snake is not frightening to me. No, me um, neither. Yeah. 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 But I could imagine this movie is more disturbing to people who do fear snakes. That's a, that's a positive attitude to have about snakes, but do not have that attitude in Texas. <laughs> because the snakes there will fuck you up. Um, yeah. My only, I went to Texas when I was five years old, and the, one of the only things I remember is my grandpa saying, "Don't go into this copperheads." And mm-hmm. I didn't know what a copperhead yeah. was, but apparently it could kill me. But well, you will by the end of this yeah, movie. You will by the end of this movie. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, 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 but I had like friends who wouldn't come over because they were afraid of snakes. Just because I had a snake in my apartment, they're like, "I, I won't go in your apartment." Aww. Um which I thought was very funny. Uh, <laughs> so. People, somebody in this movie likes snakes way more than us, and we'll, we'll get to her in a minute. Um, yep. But so yeah, he he's 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 interacting with his kids, and he, he's really taking he's really careful with the kids to make so they don't do anything or get them killed. Like you know, yeah, he seems like an, an a, a good dude. He seems like kind of uh, short tempered and, and kind of standoffish, but he 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 likes sewing the kids snakes. They found a euphemism. And he is very friendly with them, and that makes the local preacher, um, Brother Joy. Uh, okay, so he is a he is the preacher. He's a preacher because later All you right. find out he was stealing money from the church still. Yeah. Um, okay. And that actor is Marvin Kaplan. He was in over hundred movies. He is he was in Wild at Heart apparently. So really, he's in Wild huh. at Heart and the original versions of Nerdy Professor and Angels Angels and Angels in the Outfield. And oh, Freaky damn. Friday. And Freaky Friday. Wow. So, yeah, I know. Um, this guy's been in a lot. Over 100 movies and TV shows. And wow. he plays a great sleazeball asshole. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, immediately you want to kill him. And yes. he is old school religious. He thinks snakes are evil. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, 
Bible, Eve, that whole thing. And Lucifer. Lucifer is a snake, <laughs> and he he's condemning um, Snakey for corrupting the children with his snake again. Not a euphemism. Yes, and and he wants to get Snakey out, uh, like not there. Like his yes, goal is yeah. to make Snakey stop coming out on Wednesdays. Yeah, no and more Snakey Wednesdays. Yes, yeah. and then. Snakey's mad. Snakey leaves to go to the store, which my favorite non-snake scene in this movie <laughs> is at that general store with <laughs> Sis Palmer and her brother Bud, and they are both competing to try to knock boots with the hot school teacher, um, Cynthia, played by actress named B.B. Kelly, who was in a lot of TV shows. Um, <laughs> and my favorite line in Almost any movie. <laughs> is, I feel like I know what you're going to say. <laughs> is when Sis Palmer asks Cynthia, how do you spell that? S-I-N? <laughs> and then she says, oh, oh, like sin. I never thought of that. And then baby, and then she says, maybe you should sometime. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should do that some more or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, honey. <laughs> That's, oh man oh it's and, so great and it's delivered so naturalistic yeah. like it's so gross <laughs> and both of them are just disgusting people like yeah. the the sweaty and lecherous and wearing clothes that are very unflattering to their figures um you know i'm, I'm a big i'm a big man okay uh I, i'm i'm not thin and one look I always try to avoid is like to look like a, a like a meat tube, <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. Like that is I'm my, not, that's my fashion goals. I'm so. not body. No. <laughs> sha- I'm not body shaming uh, Alice Nunn. It's bad. It's purposely bad wardrobe to make her look uglier. I think. Yes, it's it's yes. characterization to yeah, dress yeah, yeah. them in no. in a way that like makes them unpleasant <laughs> yes but the pants are too high so this it's just mm-hmm. gross and they get mad and well so one weird thing early on right is that cynthia is super buddy buddy with snakey mm-hmm. right which like, this is the scene where you learn that well you learn you don't learn you learn a part of it because she's like Thank you for bringing the snakes to school. The kids wrote you a letter to talk about how great it was. And it's the most... And asks him to read it out loud so that the audience can hear it. (laughs) Very nice of her. Very nice of her. And it kind of makes Snakey tear up. He's so happy that that (laughs) the kids like his snakes. But Snakey totally cock-blocked the uh, <laughs> sis and bud and they hate him he, he cock blocks them by like peeking his head out from behind a shelf and going where's your pork and beans <laughs> rivers, rivers cuomo um <laughs> uh and then we get more into snakey's wednesday he goes to his friend's house bert played by richard kennedy richard kennedy was in um, I, movies I want to see. He was in Six Pack Annie, which I've always wanted to see that because I love the name of it. <laughs> six, <laughs> six Pack Annie. Um, <laughs> and he is also in, uh, I think his most well-known role is probably he is the general in Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS, mm-hmm. which is a sleazier film than this. And yes. they just fucking rock out to band music. Mm-hmm. And that's a great night, man. Like, yeah, it's all Snakey wants to do is hang out, 
listen to his band records, tell the story over and over again about when he got to see um, John, John Philip Sousa also, yeah. live. Yeah. Um, and like they're so into it. Like they're marching around the living room. There's like camera close ups on the speakers. Like it's just such a scene to just like the goofiest song. And he's way <laughs> into it. He's way, way into talking about it. And I was watching this with a friend and he, he looked at me and said, This is what you like this is what you're like when you get way too into Gong. Gong's another band I like. Uh like that's the problem when you like like esoteric music, like like bizarre music, and you get way into yeah. it. And people are like shut the mm-hmm. fuck up. Like that's me. Yeah. Um, I'm that guy. But Bert has to leave early to get married. Um, so to Snake, a dancer, to a dancer who we'll meet later, and then Snakey goes to Cynthia's house, and uh, Madeline, take it away. <laughs> So, right. Uh, like, we've been introduced to this school teacher. She seems very nice, very innocent. Um, but the last stop of Snakey's night is to go to Cynthia's house, where it, we discover that Cynthia has a extreme snake fetish. Um, and so Snakey <laughs> just sort of stands in the corner of the bedroom and puts a snake on her in the What's bed. The snake's name? What's the snake's name? Lucifer. This is Lucifer. That's her favorite snake. And her and Lucifer kind of just get entangled in the bed together and she moans and we get to watch it in shadow. (laughs) Yes. Make no mistake, Cynthia be fucking that snake. (laughs) Yeah, Cynthia is is a snake fucker. (laughs) Snake fucker. Which, oh man, I don't, I've never seen that before. (laughs) Um, it, like I mean, I mean, we we could talk about like tentacle stuff, but this is not that. <laughs> this is a woman who just is not into dudes, is not into to people, is into snakes. She's like, she's like, <laughs> like Trim, what Troy McClure is to fish, um, and in The Simpsons, in The Simpsons, uh, yes. Cynthia is to snakes, and uh huh. Also, it does not take long. Like, uh, she's raring to go. Um, yep. Like oh, a, she's she's been waiting. <laughs> yes, yes, and so they have a good, they have a unique relationship. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, but that's that's Snakey's Wednesday. So Snakey has a good Wednesday, I think. You know, friends, snake fucking, you know, the usuals. But next Wednesday, mm-hmm. things go bad. Yes, they do. Yes, so. Starting with the kids are no longer there, right? Brother Joy has convinced, has yeah, rid of the yeah. kids, yeah, got rid of the kids. We can't feed the snakes, and then he goes back to the store. And what happens at the store? It's fucked up. Um, oh my god, I hate this scene. Yeah, me too. Uh, Not as, at the okay, so before no real animal violence in this film. Yes, the, okay. all the animal violence is fake. Okay. Um, yeah, because like Friday the Thirteenth, you see a snake get killed. No. In this movie, you do not see a snake get killed. The snakes are very obviously uh, made of rubber. Yes. Because uh, the snakes that get killed very clearly don't have bones. Yes. Um, yes. But, but that's for the best. That's for the best. Yes, I'd rather it have is. obvious because I. Snakes. Yeah. I would not feel the same way I do about this movie no. if I, I was if there were a lot of real animals being killed in it. Um, but right, so Bud 
he he kills Lucifer. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah, I mean that it's is... just because out of cruelty. Yeah, I mean, there's just... a point earlier where they do a weird prank on him and they feed him a piece of taffy, but it's never made clear what the taffy is. It's spicy or <laughs> because, hot or gross? You think yeah. it's just spicy because I just thought it was very funny that like we see this prank go down, but no one explains to us what happened. Yeah, <laughs> but like clearly they are very mean to Snakey. Yeah, and he's paying and... off his debt to them too. Like he yeah. owed them money. Yeah, but, he's coming to finally pay for all the groceries that he's had on his tab for, like, yeah. months. And they get super cruel to him, start bullying him, and then Bud runs out, grabs the snake, and, like, just whips the snake onto his car, killing it. Yeah. It's, it's, and this it's, is Lucifer. This is, yeah. like, his favorite snake and Cynthia's best fuck snake. <laughs> So it's I like, very I upsetting. like that you say best fuck snake because the best <laughs> implies that there were other fuck snakes and this is the best one. I was gonna say best friend, but then remembered they're not friends, so I no. just sort of pivoted mid sentence. Yeah, that the the, the, the got fuck snake out of it. <laughs> it's like snake with a snake with benefits. Yeah, snake with benefits. Snake with benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's having a bad day. He mm-hmm. wants to go have his band music concert party yeah. with his best friend Bert, but when he gets there, fucking bitches, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Bert's new wife is there, mm-hmm. and she's like a a pretty blonde little stripper, and she immediately is like, "What are you doing in my house?" Um, and and you know yells for Bert but makes it very clear that she doesn't want him there mm-hmm. and they're no longer going to be having their Wednesday night band concerts mm-hmm. and that Snakey's going to have to go and and Bert um, totally told him that wouldn't be a problem before yep yeah and then when Bert does get out of the bath and come and join them and Snakey's like yeah let's let's listen to our music Bert sides with his new wife and they I would, throw Snakey out. I would say the only thing I don't like about this film is how they treat the wife. Because everybody else kind of had it coming. Like, in a mo- in, in, not in the real world sense, in, in the movie sense. You know, like... Yeah. But the wife, like, the way they well, treat... The, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, very, it's very sexist. I mean, I, mean, I gotta say, if I was to get married to someone and they, I wanted them to stop something they did you know it would probably be something way worse than jamming with my with his friend to like band music you know like it's a pretty (laughs) innocent thing for her to be like that's not happening with my husband anymore like it's not like they're doing coke and like going to strip clubs they're listening to john philip souza (laughs) so yeah yeah I i mean it is a little like clearly this is the best looking woman like she's the sexy woman like she's supposed to be the sexy girl you know well, the, she's one of three women in the film she, and the one, one and the only one is the men because one yeah. is a fat lesbian <laughs> and the other <laughs> fucks snakes, snakes. <laughs> yes and she does she does strip like fully naked so yeah. like this is an exploitation movie um and she gets treated as such which is unfair to her but at the same time this movie is ridiculous <laughs> yes that is a good yeah i mean yeah you're, you're right there but so he, he he's sad yet he, he leaves there he goes to see cynthia 
and Cynthia mm-hmm. is like has she's been she's been pressured by the school board to stop seeing Snakey. And yeah. I don't think anybody really knows the extent of their relationship, but they know they have a relationship and they can't be together. And then yeah. Snakey's like, What about you and me? I thought we had a thing. <laughs> First she says, You, me and the snakes. You, me and the <laughs> and snakes, then, yes. And then she says, There's no like we can't do this anymore. And he's like, but what about you and me? And she's like, there's nothing between us. There never was. It was only about the snakes. And it's ridiculous that you would think that. And it's so mean. It's so mean. (laughs) And it's like, how dare you be judgmental? You fuck snakes. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you fuck snakes with him in the room. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's like clearly that's a bond. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah. let you let him hang. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, so like you have a bond with him. Don't deny it. That's mean. <laughs> that's just mean. Yes. So, Snakey has been pushed too far, mm-hmm. and I think it's the following day. <laughs> um, it's time for Snakey's revenge. Finds Bert asleep in a car. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, there's no like, and I almost think it's because of how easy it is that his like murder spree begins because he just happens to find Bert sleeping in a car, and then it just sort of cuts to that car getting driven off a cliff, right? Oh yeah, he kills him. He kills Bert. I don't think Bert. Bert does not get a snake death. No, gets pistol whipped. I think and dies. Yeah, yes, they have yeah. a fight. They have a fight. So they have a fight. That's and he just what dies. it is. Mm-hmm. And then right. he puts Bert in his car and just pushes Bert off the cliff. Because <laughs> and he's like, "Wow, this is easy. I could do more of this. I could do more of this." <laughs> so he goes and kidnaps Ivy. Doesn't kill her though. Mm-hmm. Just kidnaps her. Um, yes, ties her up, leaves yeah. her in like a sunken grain silo. And yeah. then I, mean, I will say on the point of like. Ivy not really deserving anything. At l- she's the only one who doesn't get killed, at least. Yeah, but see, her life becomes a little her, Yeah, her, her, her fate might actually be worse in a way. Yes. But we'll get there. <laughs> yes. And then so then he goes after Brother Joy, <laughs> take, h- holds up Brother Joy back at gunpoint, takes him back to the snake farm, and makes Brother Joy coat himself in fish. <laughs> <laughs> and then releases a cottonmouth after him. Um, yeah. Also, cottonmouth and water moccasins are the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how much you know about venomous snakes. <laughs> not a ton, but a little bit. There is not a single snake in this film that could kill you with one bite. I didn't think so. Yeah. And I think any of them, you know, the amount of venom would have to be significantly more and it would take significantly longer for now, the last people to death, die. The last death, yeah. it would work. The last death would happen. We'll get to the last. Yes. That's, that's the best one. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But one cottonmouth bite is not going to kill you. It's not going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're older you might, or, or not in good health, you could have a heart attack or something. But yeah, suspense and disbelief. One cottonmouth <laughs> bite kills Brother Joy. And then what does Snakey do to Brother Joy's body? Uh, puts him in a car and drives a car off a cliff. 
Uh, yeah. On top of the other car. <laughs> yes, yes. It's great. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And oh. He does that. And then, like, that's then the movie just kind of keeps doing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, we now have a rhythm and we're going to stick to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is now a band song. <laughs> this, this, is, this is the... Uh, this we the, are marching. No, I, I said it's, it's the Judy is a punk of horror movies because second verse. Oh my God. Same as the first. Same and, as the first. That's yeah. so good. <laughs> and... Bud comes up. They don't really explain why Bud comes to the place to fix the dude's house up, but Bud just yeah. drives up there to fix a door, finds mm-hmm. Ivy, um, and then Snakey knocks out Bud, throws him in a literal snake pit, mm-hmm. where he just yeah. Keep, and this you know. is and this is the point at which I was like. Yeah, he killed your snake, but what the fuck are you doing, sir? Because Snakey then keeps throwing snakes at him that he keeps killing, but like it makes it very easy for him to kill these snakes. So. Maybe maybe these are the um the snakes that Snakey. Maybe Snakey needs to thin the snake herd. Maybe he has too yeah, many snakes. And yeah, that's possible. Yeah, like he's is, sort of. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not a no kill shelter. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I mean. <laughs> so eventually Bud succumbs to snakes and that's another one that's another more realistic mm-hmm. death he is bitten yeah. multiple times yeah uh, I, w- and- I will say like the 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 formula is very similar but it just changes up slightly with how he uses the snakes to kill people yes but all of these kills happen so quickly that it barely matters that he changed up the formula <laughs> yeah you know and it's it's just like well and then after after Bud dies, how does Snakey get rid of Bud? <laughs> well, he tries. Uh, he changes it up a little, and he puts his body in a car and drives it off the same cliff over the other two cars. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny every time. <laughs> I, I, it keeps getting funnier every time I see it, and then. But we're not done because Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Oh God, Cynthia! I think it's fucked. The, the, Cynthia's scene in this movie is deprived and messed up. But it's, it's still, the best scene of the I movie. Know, I know. I think the. I think. I think the last. That's the best one. Oh, but, you do. I. I. I love the sequence so okay, much. Okay, we'll go on. We'll explain the sequence. Okay. Then. So, Snakey calls up Cynthia. And she is in her bed in a gown, ga- in like a nightgown, looking at pictures of snakes. Relatable, relatable. So, so she picks up the phone, and she's like, "You can't come here anymore. Why are you calling?" And he's like, "Yeah, I know I can't come there, but what about you coming to me? I yeah. have over one hundred snakes." And she starts getting so horny. Like, she can't cope. She's like, a hundred snakes? No, I can't. Cut to, she's arriving at his house. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so, She'd be so wet, that car is, that car is underwater. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's too vulgar. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. No, that is hysterical. Okay. So, <laughs> she goes into the house mm-hmm. and sits on his bed. And you'll notice on his bed, he's got pictures of snakes and John Philip Sousa records, just like at, at the headboard. I love I his the personal... funniest piece of set design. Well, and one of them is a drawing. 
Like he drew a pixel of John oh Philip Sousa, which is it adorable. It looks like a slightly talented child drew it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Oh, but so she sits, lays on the bed, and he starts one by one taking out snakes and like just like telling her about them. Like this is a king snake. This is what it does. And she sees the first snake, and she says put that naughty little boy around my neck and my my boyfriend was in the room but not actively watching the movie choked <laughs> he was taking a bite of his dinner and he just choked on it and then like just lost it laughing and then more snakes there's a constrictor who wraps himself around his I like the constrictor around her leg. the constrictor clearly does not want to be there nope nope he's like there are too many people it is too bright i am scared of everything just completely wraps around her ankle and tucks his head like between his like body so he's just peeking out poor little dude yeah i mean the snakes are good snakey is good at handling the snakes like they clearly like cared about the animals in this yeah totally and then, know, he gives, like then he gives then he gives her a bur- then he gives her a burrowing snake. The burrow snake and drops it right into her crotch. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like it is it is implied, it is not, you know, shown what happens next, but he does say this one likes to burrow and drops it right on her crotch. <laughs> so. As one does. And then he's like, Do you want this venomous snake? And she's like, yes, give it I to me, give it's it to me. Copperhead. Copperhead, yeah. 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 Give it to me, give it to me. And then she, she is died. just in the throes of passion. Mm-hmm. She's not able to register what he's saying. And he asks several times. And she's like, yes, yes, put it on me, give it to me. And he drops the very poisonous snake on her, which immediately bites her tit. Um, but the best part of the scene is then Snakey looks incredibly sad. <laughs> like, yeah, he looks so sad. <laughs> I mean, I really feel like he's... I don't know why he... I, maybe because he, he wanted to make love to her too, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that she hurt him. Yeah. And he's like, well, this is what I do now. So. Yeah. I just do love that she was so horny for snakes mm-hmm. and so caught up in, let's say, a snake lust. Yeah. That um, she didn't even notice that he's like, well, here's one that will literally kill you. And she's like, yeah, let's go. And bye bye. You know, I have been in the heat of the moment. I have made, let's say, I, I have, I have, <laughs> made, I have made, made choices with made, snakes. <laughs> no, I, I mean, my mom was in this we've, podcast. We've all so been I'm, there. We've, we've all been, been there. there. We've all been there. <laughs> but I would like to think that I, I would, I would draw the line now. Um, but anyway, so then, how does uh, hey uh, uh, Madeline? Uh, how does Snakey get rid of Cynthia's body? Um, well, he uh, puts it in a car, and then he drives that car off a cliff over the other four cars. <laughs> um, but in this shot, when the car hits another <laughs> car rolling down this cliff, her body is launched through the windshield. <laughs> Which definitely was like not planned for, and is a dummy wearing her robe. But I paused it uh, so I could see the dummy coming through the. I was laughing so hard, oh, so good, it's so funny. <laughs> and then we got one more, right? You save, you save the lesbian for last because mm-hmm. it's the seventies, and we have to be a little homophobic. Um, yeah, and but- and this is the one where he truly creates 
a death game. Yeah, it's it's just when the movie becomes. I like to. My, I'm watching it, and my friend is like, "What is this saw?" And I go, "No, it's saw." <laughs> <laughs> so, how? What is the death game? Uh, he puts her on a swing, <laughs> which will move around over a bunch of barrels. Four barrels, and it's four barrels, and one of the barrels has a poisonous snake in it. Well, first up, it's a venomous snake. A venomous snake, my bad. Poison, poison is his. His a quick rule of thumb: poison, you bite it, you die. Venom, yeah. it bites you, you die. Ooh, I like that. Now, now there's, there's exceptions, but that's that's usually the 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 shorthand mm-hmm. of it. I'm sorry, Got it. I'm being pedantic. Oh no, no, again. no! I I don't mind. This is a podcast. We're educating so, the masses. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, welcome to my new snake podcast. Um, <laughs> cinema, Olivia. Anyway, um. <laughs> So she has to choose which barrel to be lowered in. And he tells her one of them is a coral snake and the other one's a non-venomous. And she she gets bit by the first two and he's like, good job. You did it. All right. Then the third one bites her and she's like, oh, no, that was the coral snake. That was the coral snake. And what does Snakey say? Oh, I don't remember. They were all coral snakes. And oh, she it's, dies. It's very good. She, she dies as angry as Cynthia dies horny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, yep. yeah, she's like, "Oh, you son of a!" <laughs> and then Madeline, how does Snakey get rid of uh, the body? Well, he puts it in a car, <laughs> and then he drives that car over a cliff. Same cliff. There's a whole bunch of cars at the bottom of the cliff, and that car just joins them. It's yes. it's, it's it's incredible. It's art. And then you then you find out Snakey. Ever since Snakey committed mass murder, his life is so much better. Yeah, he's really happy now. Like all the people who were shitty to him are gone. Um, now is he running the store? No, no, he goes. The store's closed. Okay, and the store's he closed. Finds the other store, that nice Italian man. There who, we go. Yeah, okay, and that guy's much nicer. And the kids can get mice again. And brother mm-hmm. Joy's gone. And the schoolboy is not on his back anymore, and yep. and and uh, he does get pulled over for speeding and driving on the wrong mm-hmm. way, and he's gonna murder the cop. But the yep. cop is just like, "No, you broke the. Here's your ticket," and he's like, "Okay, fine." Yeah, it's um, just a speeding ticket. I don't know about your murders. And yeah, I don't know like, about. Okay, then yeah, I won't that, kill you. And, and you know what? That cop was right. I don't like saying that, but Snakey's a bad driver, <laughs> and Snakey needs to. And he and the cop is right. The cop's like, "I don't want to give you a ticket." But you keep doing this, and I I really have to. Um, so the most sympathetic cop in a movie I've seen in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. And then you cut back to Snakey's bunker. Yep. Where and, he's found a new a new um, friend to do his concerts with. Yes, and he has Ivy yes. tied up to a chair. And he's like, yep. well, you're not Bert, but you'll do. And let me tell you about John Philip Sosa. Yeah, the, I mean, I do, have we mentioned that all of these deaths, he has Ivy tied up in the side of the room and makes yeah. her watch everything. Makes her watch she's everything. Just yes. Screaming, but she screams more than she speaks in this movie. Yeah, it's a good, it's it's good work if you can get it. So yeah, and then she spends the rest of her life listening to band music. Oh, and he he has stolen the speakers and the record player from their house. Well, you know, fuck it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one lives there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he went and he took their, their sweet uh, surround system mm-hmm. and their record player and installed it in his weird barn. Yeah. Yeah. And well, he can mm-hmm. listen to John Philip Sosa with his new best friend. New best friend. Now, this movie, just describing it, I feel like we just described guy kills somebody, car off the cliff, guy kills somebody, car off the cliff, and so on. Why is this movie so good? <laughs> um, I mean, partially, like, what I was saying before about how bizarrely well-made it is. Yes. Like, all the performances are really good. Mm-hmm. It's, like, well-shot. It's self-aware. It's mm-hmm. extremely funny. Yes. And... And so, like, even though it, it, it's, like, dumb, it's, like, dumb but knows why. <laughs> it's, a, I, it's a very early example of that kind of humor, I would say, too. Like, yeah. it, is, it is not taking itself seriously. It's very self-referential. I know you are not a Quentin Tarantino fan, but I would have to imagine he's a fan of this movie. He has like, to be. I mean, because it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's the kind of movie that he'd want to make. Like, yeah, if he's is, seen it, of course he is. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, and it's just, it's very, it's, it's, gr- the the film feels cheap, like, li- like, literally the actual film stock feels mm-hmm. cheap, but it's, yeah, it's well, it's just very low budget, but it's very well shot, mm-hmm. and the staging is good, the snakes are obviously fake in a few scenes, but there's really not, no way to get around that without hurting snakes, so I'm, you know, I'm so glad. It's, it's a good, it's a good choice. It's a good choice, and as we said before, uh, the performance of Tremaine as Snakey is just absolutely so incredible. Like mm-hmm. he is really putting himself He's in that role, fully in character. And and there's so many little things too, like Snakey's car is a piece of shit that's held together with wire. Yes. You know, and yeah, the door doesn't close. He just like ties a wire around it to try to hold it close. And and the room, the room where he kills Cynthia, he has a curio cabinet as he's turned into a snake den. Like it's like very he, good. Each of the drawers yeah. have different snakes in it. It's a commitment to a bit, like the movie is, that mm-hmm. I just I really respect, and yeah. I cannot. I I really wish. Art names, may he rest in peace, had made more more films, you know? Uh, And another thing about this, I don't think we went into detail about how much he did on the movie. Because he wrote, directed, produced it, right? Yeah, he wrote, directed, and produced it, yeah. This was really his project. Like, this was the movie that he wanted to make. And I would imagine he did the sound, because he's a sound guy. Yes, yes. I imagine he was probably one of the cameramen. I imagine he did... You know the editing. I imagine it's, it's it's like somebody John T. Wilson co-wrote it with him. But this is something that was in Art Names' brain. He's like, I have an idea yeah. for a movie, and it goes like this. And yeah, I wonder what came first. Did the snake? You think the snake fucking came first? <laughs> like, did he meet? Did he meet an actress who's like, yeah, I'll fuck a snake on camera? 
I don't know. <laughs> I bet not. I bet this this idea was in his head, mm-hmm. and then he just figured out how to make it happen. <laughs> I would like to point out that the same year that this movie came out, the actress who plays Cynthia was in a, a, Dis- a Disney TV movie. Oh, boy. Oh, the Wiz- I mean, what a... Yeah. The Wiz Kid and the Mystery at Riverton. What a thing to be known for. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, she doesn't. She is no longer with us. I think the majority of this cast and crew has since passed. Um, yeah, this was. It's 1974, right? I believe Ivy is still alive. Okay, Janet Wood. Her last role was in 2018, mm-hmm. and I would love, 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 love for somebody out there to find somebody involved with this film who is still alive. I wonder if we could find Janet gonna, Wood. And I'm such, such a common name, but I'm a maybe I'll I'll give that a go. Um, I'm gonna go for it. I yeah, think we, we should both try to hunt her down. Yes, with snakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, find out more because, like, I just wanted I want to know, like, why, how? I, I mean, this could be our project. Like, we could try to like piece together the history of snakes. Thanks. Of things. <laughs> Of snake lust of Holy Wednesday. I think it was called snakes at one point too, so it's. It fine. was. That's the one I saw it as. Okay, you saw it as snakes. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. When I I'm saw sorry. it, I'm sorry. no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I I think it's funnier if I'm actually just saying no, like the animal. <laughs> no, but the print I saw it. I believe the title was snakes. Okay, no planes. Yeah, <laughs> no planes, just snakes. Is this the best? <laughs> is this the best snake centric film ever made? I believe so. For as much as I love Anaconda, oh um, yeah, Anaconda's really good. I still think if I if one had to go into like a the a pit that went to hell and then the other I could watch again, I, I think I would pick Fangs over uh, Anaconda. <laughs> I'm looking at the snake keyword on IMDb, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. this has any movie that has a snake in it. Um, yeah, like I I know there's what there's. Um, okay, your microphone did not handle that. So what she oh. said, <laughs> what she said was, don't don't cut that. I'm not going to. But what she said was, uh, that I heard. It sounded like uh, it sounded like your mic just cut out. Um, That's great. Yeah. Uh, let me see. So movies about snakes. Let's see. Um, I've never seen Venom. That's from 1981. Um, mm-hmm. Snakes on a plane is unfortunately not very good. It's um, not good. It's like it, it would have been so easy, and yeah. it's just not. Yeah, um, and like a lot of these are just like straight to video, like Piranaconda. Like mm-hmm. that shit's not interesting to me. I guess would you count Leo of the White Worm? Have you seen that? Yes, I love that movie. Is um, that a snake no, movie? I, I don't think of that no, as a, snake a Cthulhu movie. movie. Oh, yeah. so well, Cthulhu movie. It's, it's, it's a it's a Bram Stoker, but yeah. So yeah, yeah I guess yeah. It's, I guess it's really this and Anaconda, right? Yeah, um, yeah, and Anaconda to uh, Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Oh God, it's a bad movie. And, hey, there, there were four. <laughs> I think there were four Anaconda movies. Yeah, but those are the only two worth watching. <laughs> is you, did you like Hunt for the Blood Orchid? Uh, I mean, like is a uh, did I enjoy it? Yes, <laughs> I, I like it. Oh God, I hate. I saw that oh, in the theater. There's also um, a Jennifer Lynch movie, I believe, called Hiss. Okay. Uh, that she made in India. Okay. That 
was a a nightmare. It's like it's very bad, and the making of it was was um, just so chaotic and rough that they actually made a documentary about it. And so uh. I guess the documentary about Hiss could count as one of the better Snake movies. Yeah, I'm reading about that. Apparently, creative control is taken away from her almost completely. And yeah. she's the movie the, is very bad. Yeah, that's David. Lynch. Is that documentary? It is. is yeah, that, it's David Lynch's daughter, director of one of my favorites, Boxing Helena. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you know me well enough at this point. <laughs> you know I love. Actually, I really like Jennifer Lynch. Um, I also really enjoy Chained and Surveillance. I love Surveillance. Surveillance might be fun to do on this show if, okay. if you like it. Uh, yeah. I'll look into that. Yeah, because. Mm-hmm. She's she's strange. Um, yes, I guess I mean she's obviously very strange. <laughs> yes, but um, I think this might be a shorter episode because, it, like I said, there's not you know as much as as great as this movie is. There's not a lot out there. You know, there's not a lot out there, and we, he kills a guy. He kills and describing it, you sound like a moron. It's like so he kills this guy with a snake, <laughs> and then he pushes him <laughs> off a cliff, and then he kills another guy with a snake, and then he pushes that body off a cliff, and then. <laughs> Somebody fucks a snake and then she dies. So like if you're listening to this and you think it sounds stupid or you think it sounds like a one note, it is one note, but the note is fantastic. Yes. It's like that guitar solo in that Neil Young song down by the river. It's, like, ding, 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 ding. it's really good. It's one note. Um, uh-huh. But it, 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 it holds up great. Like, people need more people need fangs in their lives. I agree. Yes. I think everybody should watch fangs. Is that, I keep recommending it to my friends, and mm-hmm. you were the first person who 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 actually listened. So, thank Aww. you. I would say I'm trying to think of films like it. Um, I really can't. It's really its own thing. If you want to see like another like trashy, set in the South exploitation film that kind of has an evil nature bent, watch Gator Bait. <laughs> yes. Have you seen Gator Bait? No, I'm not, but I love that title. <laughs> uh, it's about a a backwoods woman in the bayou, um, a swamp rat, who <laughs> is, somebody tries to um, sexually assault her. It goes very poorly for him very quickly. And then his family goes to kill her. And it's not like this at all in terms of like theme or structure, but like in terms of griminess, and just yeah. feel it has a very similar feel and i recommend that film it is a little gross um in terms mm-hmm. of um you know assault scenes so maybe trigger warning there okay, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah it is a it is a great movie um i would recommend <laughs> yeah. that and that is also on shutter so yeah shutter man i don't use yeah, they shutter, do good work i don't watch shutter often maybe like once a month but when i do man they they find something because, like, we've talked about my taste in horror films. I don't like gnarly ass realistic horror films, and, and I do, and I don't like <laughs> I don't like most new, new horror films. But yes, I like old trash, and occasionally <laughs> they'll throw old trash on there, like Fangs, and yeah. like this is worth the money. This is worth the money for Shutter and the VPN. I need to watch it. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we'll wrap it up early, um, Madeline. Any any other thoughts on on fangs, snakes, snake um, lust? No, I mean just just watch it because yeah, just it's so it. funny yeah. 
it's just such a good time. It's it, yeah, it's that's right. Eighty minutes long. There's like, if you want to have fun and laugh and watch something incredibly obscure that you will get to tell people about, and then when they watch it, they'll come back to you and be like, "You did great, thank you." Um, it is, check yeah, out things. It's the Miami yeah. connection of snake films. It, it that's perfect. <laughs> that's so good <laughs> because it's the same. I've only done this three times in my life. Where I've watched a movie three times one weekend to show more people. <laughs> and I've done it with Miami Connection, Drunken Master 2, and this. Mm-hmm. So That's amazing. That is pedigree. <laughs> yeah. But we'll wrap it up today. Madeline, where can people find you online? Um, You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. I am DVD Box Set. And I also just like started up my old podcast again. Oh. Um, I had a podcast five years ago and we just started it. I think we've posted three episodes in the last three weeks. Oh. Um, so we're doing it weekly. It's called Madeline and Her Attorney Watch Movies. Oh, wow. And oh, my God. I didn't and my know that. Lawyer, yeah, me and my lawyer will pick a movie and we both watch it and then we sit and talk about it for about an hour. Um, we did everything everywhere all at once okay last week um and we did benedetta before that okay so uh, new but, movies mostly but i think we're about to do a bill paxton series oh where we cool just do bill paxton movies so we're watching frailty this week and then i just started listening to the, a simple plan the audiobook so we could do mm. a simple plan um but yeah so check out my podcast cool. it's on spotify um it's on all the podcast places i will do that yeah. Awesome. And maybe we'll have you on one day. That'd be great. I'm a whore for it. Yeah, I, I would love that. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, you can find me at the usual places, LostTurntable.com, which I actually updated this month. And um, also on Twitter at Lost Turntable, on YouTube at Lost Turntable, and on my other podcasts, Alexander's Ragtime Band, the podcast about progressive rock music. I believe the next episode will be about Manfred Mann, Manfred Mann's Earth Band. Um, oh, wow. Yes, which is because Blinded by the Light is one of my favorite songs of all time. But anyway, uh, that'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. Until see you in a couple of weeks. Until then, take care.